Hello and welcome to the Fishing Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Weekman. Pretty exciting because we have an Arkansas angler here. So we always love to have our Arkansas anglers. And uh, uh, Travis uh, Harriman is uh, is here. He's going to be fishing uh, the Major League Fishing, the Invitationals. And so we're going to find out some more. We're going to find out about how his year went and um, the reason why he likes going out and mapping things. Well, at least he used to. Used to. Used to. Yep. There you go. So, Travis, tell us uh, – Tell us a little bit about yourself. You are a U of A angler. Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, my dad, he actually works at the University of Arkansas. And so uh, growing up, that's where I wanted to go to school. Um, main factor was it was cheaper because he worked there. But right. the second and probably equally as important factor was that there was a bass fishing team there. And that was something right. I always wanted to do in high school because it was just kind of getting going when I was in high school. And so right. Stayed, stayed close to home. I'm from Huntsville, Arkansas, so it's only about 45 minutes to Fayetteville. Went there, um, took a took a hot lap, so I graduated in five years. So spent wow. five years on the fishing team. And, and some of the connections that I've made in life have came from people and, and stuff that you – like people you run into at tournaments or, or just other functions. And so that really – college isn't for everyone. Um, but it has helped me to get where I am at in my life. So I think a lot of my success to the people that I met in college and stuff like that. And you had some success, didn't you? Yeah. In college? Yeah. We, I fished in one national championship. Uh, we won some, the Arkansas collegiate series tournaments. Um, me and my buddy Chaz, we, we were pretty fortunate and, uh, did quite well on some of those. And then you went from, uh, what happened after college? After college, uh, I started working at a corporate job, um, fished one year of the Toyota series and realized pretty quickly that the corporate lifestyle just wasn't for me. Right. And, uh, and thankfully that same year that I fished the Toyota series was, uh, was when Navico and Lawrence, um, called about their mapping program. And so I started doing that and fishing tournaments. Tell me a little bit about that mapping thing, because it's crazy. I remember I, I remember seeing you on there and, yep. and doing some stuff with Lawrence, and I was like, there he is. He's like from <laughs> Huntsville. He's out there driving around a tin boat. Yeah, and, and that, that all started. So uh, they had a, a program called the College Cup where they would uh, give away three graphs each, each month, a 12-inch, 9-inch, and 7-inch for first, second, and third place in uh, acres mapped. Right. So, and, and just anybody could go out and map the acres. I mean, while you're just fishing along, if you're recording your sonar and then uploading that, that was just putting everything towards the social map and making a better map for everybody. Well, uh, when I saw the prizes, I hit my buddy up who had a bass tracker with a little uh-huh. 60 horse Mercury four stroke on it. And I was like, Hey man, I've got the time and I've got the, the will to go in and, and, put a bunch of miles on this thing and, and gather a bunch of data and we can win these graphs. And so, uh, I did that and won a month and, uh, my boss at Navico, he actually hit me up. It was before the last classic at Grand Lake that Edwin Evers won. And they were needing a bunch of people to map that lake for them. And he said, Hey, is this something you'd be interested in? If you'll map this many acres, we'll give you an extra graph and, uh, I think an extra graph and, and all expense paid trip to the classic or something like that. Right. And so I was like, absolutely. So I told my buddy, I was like, Hey, you let me take your boat over here. 
I'll take one graph, you take one graph. Let's make this happen. And so I spent, I mean, and it's, it's ironic how, how much, how the similarities between doing that at Grand Lake and then the job that I had at Navico was. But through, I mean, I went over there and, and I don't remember how many thousand acres I helped them map. But uh, then when they started the program, a little bit after that, they were finding, you know, looking for, to expand the program and looking for more people to, you know, fill the seats in the boats. And so right. uh, my boss at that time, Candler, he, he hit me up. He's like, hey, is this something you'd be interested in? And I said, absolutely. So, and we traveled around. Um, I started in Tennessee. Went from Tennessee, um, where else? South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia. Um, and those were the states that we completed while I was there. There may have been, may have been some more. I know we did a little mapping in, in Virginia on some of the border lakes that border there, right. North Carolina and stuff like that. But yeah, and it was they they changed how they were uh, collecting the data. I mean, it makes sense, but it's unfortunate that that time ended. But after that time ended, my uh, my success kind of kind of catapulted because last year, uh, twenty or two years ago, I guess now twenty twenty one is when we all got laid off from that job and uh they gave us a severance and all that stuff so i just took the money and i was like all right i'm gonna save this money fish as much as i can uh gas was cheap at the time so i was spending four to five days a week on the water just fishing table rock beaver bull shoals grand i mean wherever there was a tournament coming up i'd go there and you know spend that week and i was fortunate enough to win uh two beaver lake elite series tournaments here on beaver lake right and a uh anglers in action up at table rock got second in another anglers in action at table rock so i was like oh here we go like well we don't got to work for a couple more months now every win you know right every time you'd win that'd be a couple more weeks you get to get a stay without having to get another job so there you go yeah so what'd you learn in all that mapping stuff did you start learning things did you start seeing fish and you started putting it together definitely i think um you would see like the little intricacies of the of the contour lines and stuff uh-huh. like that, and uh, you would also kind of see some of the other companies that that have maps out there. They may have mapped in an incorrect way, and it would kind of show it would show stuff that isn't there. So you would think, "Oh, I'm going to go over here. There's this this kind of jagged spot," and you go over there, and it's not so on the map. Right. Um, and it would now I can look at a map and be like, "Oh, I can tell like." Cause this guy mapped this way and recorded that data that that's not there. Or you can look at it and you can see, and you're like, Oh, that little, like that doesn't really pop out, but I bet there's like a bigger ditch there or right. a Creek channel that really didn't get mapped a whole lot. Um, because if it's not mapped correctly, I mean, if there's a Creek channel weaving through a flat right. and they just make one pass over it and then just get a little, a little dip there or something, that's something that you can, you can look at the map and, Tell, oh, there's probably something more here. I need to go spend a little more time graphing uh-huh. and find that stuff, as well as just, like, um, definitely over on the eastern part. It, you know, you'd see the the schools of the herring and stuff. So Right. Blueback herring. Right. Blueback uh-huh. herring. So it, it helped learn kind of a little bit of their habits and stuff like that right. by spending that much time on the water. Because we mapped uh, Hartwell, Clarks Hill, um, Lanier, those type places that have right. a very abundant presence of the uh, the blueback herring. So, wow. Yeah. So now you're you you had a pretty good year last year. Yep. Major league fishing. Yeah. So and you actually had 
four top tens, I believe, last year. Yep. And so uh, five overall in your your career. That includes your collegiate career. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so you were right up in there. Joe Bass uh-huh. showed up there and took some money from some guys yep. from Missouri. Good job. So uh, are you going to fish? You're going to fish. What are you fishing this year then? I'll be fishing the uh, the Tackle Warehouse Invitationals uh-huh. um, and then the Toyota Series, um, the Plains Division of that, just because the championship's at Table Rock. And so, Oh, really? Yeah, that's where – for the Plains Division. Well, for the, the championship for everyone. That's oh, really? That's where it's going to be at. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, really looking forward to that. Got to mm. be top 25 to qualify. So, right. Um, Got to have a good year to that. But at the championship, they give away $200,000. And that's on a lake that's really close to here. And I've got a lot of knowledge on. So, I'd like to throw my name in the hat. That's right. Because that's just one lake down. Because right. no. Beaver's sitting like right there. He can cast from here. He probably would be if it wouldn't have been 20 degrees out this morning. But uh, uh, so that's pretty close. So, um, and one of one of my top tens at uh, at Lake of the Ozarks, I definitely credit my time at CMAP oh. uh, to helping me with that tournament because uh-huh. uh, the year prior, uh, Michael Harlan, he won it. And he, he gave, I mean, he spilled the juice. He said, hey, it's going to go down from the toll bridge to the dam. We're on an Alabama rig and brush piles. And so right. me and a buddy, we were like, hey, let's go fish this. Like, let's pay our money to go fish this. Let's spend our time this winter. And so weekends like this right here when, I mean, the roads are clear, but it's freezing cold outside, we would haul our tails up to Lake of the Ozarks and go spend a weekend just idling around. I mean, and we'd make it a competition. All right, how many casts did you make today? Oh, I made 10 casts. Like, oh, I got you beat. I only made five casts today. Right. Um, and we would spend, you know, sun up to sundown just idling and graphing. And a lot of the brush piles I fished in that tournament, I'd never made a cast in until the tournament. So. Yeah. So you were fishing. Actually, your technique was throwing the Alabama rig past the brush pile, yep. bringing it to the brush pile. Exactly. And couple times if they didn't go you went to the next brush exactly yeah Uh uh, a game of numbers the whoever hits the most brush piles whoever hits the most good brush piles right is the guy who who wins in the end typically so yeah we spent i don't know how many different waypoints i had and the lawrence uh hcs alive it it played a big key because i could go over a brush pile and if i i mean you kind of get dialed into okay they're they're on kind of the the sides of points or right the certain depth range and so when i would see a, a certain depth range i'd put a i would change the green tree icon to a red tree icon telling me all right, right. when you see this red one stop here this is a stop sign stop right. on stop on this one and then if i caught a big one i would change it to a blue icon so mm. the second and third day of the tournament i was just running as many of those blue nice. icons that i could you know like all right there's big ones that live here we need to stay in these kind of places and keep our bait in productive areas. Well, give us uh, three tips for uh, reading maps. Then, okay. um, I would say, just the more hours you can spend behind your your console, the better. Uh huh. Um, because that's one thing. Well, how do you how do you get good at this? It's like I can I can give you the roadmap to it, um, but until you like go out and see it with your own eyes and and Combine that with your, your side imaging, your down imaging, and everything. Right. Seeing, you know, when you go over that, how it looks on the on the contour to then how it looks on the, the side imaging and the down imaging. Um, 
time on the water is just and in in, in in everything. I think time on the water is the biggest key for fishing. Um, that would probably be my biggest tip for the maps. Um, and don't be afraid to like if it looks a little weird or looks a little off to you. Don't be afraid to run over there and idle it, and because it, it could be something that wasn't right. mapped correctly or something. Uh, and there is a lot juicier stuff happening down there than the map shows. So you think there's juice in every place? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Every lake, Scott. Every lake is, yeah. Spots. And every year I'm finding, and there's no telling how many hours I've spent here on Beaver Lake. And every year I'm finding, you're finding more and more spots. You go over, man, I never knew this was here. I used to fish this bank right here, and I didn't think about looking out farther on this point or, or something like that. I mean, because right. growing up, my dad and I, we, you know, Notorious shallow fisherman. This is the river arm of the lake here, and we were constantly running by Brad's house. Right. Um, and that's just that's how I grew up fishing. But then with the invention of forward facing sonar and the ability to to show you what is out there off that point or suspended on top of this hump or next right. to this bridge piling on top of a brush pile, whatever. How many units do you run in your boat? I've got three. Uh, three? I have a a 16 at the console. I really like it just because I spend a bunch of time uh-huh. idling around and I like to be able Is that to HDS live. Yeah. HDS yep. live 16. Uh, like I said, that way you can, you can maximize your, your side scan and your down scan. Um, and that way, if there is a little dot out there, that's a fish, you're not going to miss it right? With a, with a bigger unit like that, in my opinion. And then I've got a, uh, uh, HGS Live 12, uh, just dedicated for Active Target. That's the only right. screen that thing runs. And then an HGS 9 that's just for mapping on the front. Just for mapping. Yep. So when you're looking at your two that are up front, mm-hmm. uh, one just says mapping. One's nine mapping. Inch, and, and the other one's just. And waypoints. I mean. Waypoints. Yep. Yep. Pulling, up on, pulling up on waypoints, dropping the troll motor in, and putting the spotlight down there and <laughs> shining down, seeing if there's anything home in the brush pile. Key to having uh, one brand of electronics in your boat instead of having five yeah, different have, brands. Have I guess my, there's only four, but right. three players in the bass market. Yeah, absolutely. I'm 100% for um, having all the same unit because then if you do have an issue, like I had an issue at one of the BFLs this year right? where my 12-inch, uh, like the connection on it uh, down in the, in the hole of the boat, worked loose you know and that's just right. something over the course of time you're going to have equipment failures but i was instead of being without forward facing sonar and it being such a key of a table rock i was able to just put that forward facing sonar on my nine inch unit right and still get by like no it's not optimal but it saved me from just completely blind fishing i'm still able to use my nine inch that has the active target and uh right. and that way you're not i mean like there's there's going to be times when equipment does fail that's part of owning a boat, traveling hundreds of thousands of miles. Right. Putting it through the ringer, beating it around on waves and everything else. So, yeah, I'm a huge fan. And that's why I've got all HGS Live units on my boat is so that I have that continuity. And they all right. Ethernet together, talk to one another. So there's if my 9 goes down, I've got all my waypoints on my 12 at the front. I can split the screen for active target and the, uh, and the map with my waypoints. And so I'm not, I'm not down and out, you know. So you're going to fish all the way from Florida all the way up to Mississippi, yep. Mississippi River up Mississippi there at La Crosse, yep, I believe. Wisconsin. Yeah, which is an and awesome as far place. As east is, uh, 
is Maryland. For, yeah, Maryland. That's yeah. right. Yeah, you guys are Potomac, really going. Yeah. And I think far west, farthest west would probably be Oklahoma for the. Just, you know, yep. Is that uh, Eufaula? Yeah. So, what's some different reservoirs? Have you fished any of those before? I fished. Uh, so out of the six stops, I fished uh, Eufaula and Lake of the Ozarks. Uh, how long are you going to? Well, have? and and Clark's Hill. So Clark's Hill is one of the places that we that we mapped on. So that's oh, that's wow. one that I'm looking forward to putting the map we <laughs> putting the map I created, you know, to work. That's right. and that's another cool part about uh, creating all those maps is like coming back. I fished a tournament at Hartwell uh, just a couple months ago, the Bassmaster Team Championship, and just being able to to come back to it. And I told my buddy, I'm like, hey, let's go over here, like. I mapped this spot. Like, this is a kind of a ditch over here. I was like, let's go check this out. And, you know, you go over there and right. actually catch fish off of it is a kind of a cool feeling. Well, that is pretty yeah. cool. Well, that takes us to uh, Tackle Time. Tackle Time sponsored by Pico Lures. Pico Lures has a complete line of hard and soft baits. They can catch everything from bass, walleye, crappie. You pretty much name it, stripers, any, any kind of bass, largemouth, smallmouth, you name it, they got it. They got crankbaits. They got little small plastics if you're going crappie fishing or even walleye fishing. So make sure you check out their products at picolures.com. Travis, if they wanted to find out some more, maybe follow you as you travel across the United States here, mostly the eastern United States, <laughs> yeah. uh, where would they go? Where uh, would they find? Gonna be the best place to follow me is uh, on Instagram, at Travis Harriman. Uh, that's my main platform that I use right now. All right. Um, and that would be the best way to find me. So follow along because it's going to be a fun ride this year. It'll be good. Yeah. Very successful angler. So he's, you know, he's going to be cashing some checks. So we're excited about that and excited to have someone from Arkansas close by. Yep. Representing the yeah. 479. There, there we go. go. Exactly. Yep. Well, I, I appreciate, like I always like to say, make sure you keep your hook sharp and your lures in the water.